1: my hair, sweet smoke flying through the air, it's the way I feel,
2: smoking
0: on All right, everybody, hello, and welcome to Not Just Blowing Smoke, coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio Headquarters in Hooksit, New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us here on Facebook or YouTube where you're watching us live. If you're not, then you're watching us after the fact, or should I say, listening to us after the fact on um, Podbean, iHeartRadio, uh, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, Google, or wherever else you may have gotten this podcast from because it's everywhere. Welcome, everybody. I'm Pastor Padron, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Paul, Pat, and Dave. Hello. And one of the great things about... The spirit selection at the uh, 724 Lounge at Twins Smoke Shop is the number of special barrel selections that are available at the bar. And tonight we are joined by Tyler Tomlin from Horizon. Horizon Beverages, is that what it's called?
3: That is correct, yeah.
0: And uh, we are going to be choosing on this show the next barrel selection of Woodford Reserve for the bar. Yep. How epic is that? Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. That's right. Um, So before we let Tyler get into things, he's going to take us through a whole official tasting of, of uh, three different selections here. Um, We are going to continue, you know, pairing with uh, cigars because that's, that's what we do. And um, we are smoking the new blend of the 724 original toro which is a brand new size for 724 it features a brilliant mod a brazilian modafina wrapper mexican san andreas binder nicaraguan fillers it's a toro six by fifty four it's a very nice size um we're all already uh smoking about what three quarters i mean it's we're, we're not that fast. But we're not that fast. If we had the other Nick, yeah, quarters it would be gone or, right now. You know, half an inch. To, yeah. You know, we started smoking this before the show started. It was, <laughs> we were looking forward to it. So, obviously, we are pairing Woodford Reserve with this, but not just
3: any Woodford.
0: <clears throat>
3: so, do you want to take us through this? Uh? Yeah. So, basically, what we have with us uh, tonight is three different uh flavor profiles of woodford reserve so with the barrel selection program what they do is they send up three different uh flavor profiles so tonight we're going to call them a b and c while we're talking about them okay um but one uh is going to be a little bit more spicy a little bit more dark fruit flavors uh one is going to be a little bit more woody uh, a little bit more of the sweet uh, aromatics uh, and then one might be a little bit more nutty and, and uh, malty-ish, if you will. Um, but that's the fun part about doing these these tastings is everybody has uh, their own flavor palette, you know. So mm-hmm. everybody's going to pull different flavors out of it. Um, but what they do is after we, d- you know, decide amongst yourselves which one that you guys like the best, we'll send it down. Uh, Chris Morris, who is our master distiller for Woodford, is then going to take our notes that i send down uh basically and match and select and taste a, a handful of different barrels down there and then he will uh send up one that matches the flavor profile that you guys selected Sweet. to uh to a tea. okay so um so how do yeah. you
0: want to how do you want us to start here
3: <clears throat> yeah we dive right in yeah let's dive cool. right in yeah so basically we're gonna start. We're gonna we're gonna start off by just you know smelling all of them. Start on your left. Um, left. You can uh, take a smell, take a breath, take a smell. A lot of times, <clears throat> with the shape of these Glencairn glasses, that's kind of the design of them. Is if you give it a little bit of a swirl, just to aggravate the uh, the bourbon itself and kind of release a little bit of the extra aromas, you'll get a little bit more of a potent smell. Mm-hmm. You can actually also Um, Mm. in a perfect world, we would be at a tasting table, um, that's set up and we have little glass covers, but you can, you can cover it with your hand a little bit and then release it and kind of trap the aromas until you, uh, get it to your nose. Okay. So yeah. So take a moment, take a, take some time and, and go through and get a little smell of each of them.
1: Mm. Well, the first one's a home run, without a doubt.
3: Yeah. Well, they're all wood. Win- <laughs> no, no. win- oh, right. yeah, I they're know. All, yeah. They're
1: all they're all win- I'm going to say that about every glass now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that second one's a oh, home run. Oh, yeah. So. yeah. Yep, 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 yep. yep, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys like the yip, yip guys? i like, yip, 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 yip,
3: Is the third one a home run? Oh,
4: God, Yeah
3: like It was wow. staged. They are they are all very different. Wow. They are going to be very different. Yep, absolutely. Well, I'm so That's one of the things about this is <clears throat> these were all yep. pulled from a specific barrel uh, from the Woodford Distillery. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Woodford does uh, in order to get their their Woodford Reserve Distiller Selection, uh, their oh. or easier terminology would be their, your everyday Woodford Reserve you would buy at the liquor stores, uh, they take multiple barrels and they put them into a batch. Right. So a giant right. vessel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after they've batched them in that giant vessel, then they go to the bottling. So <coughs> different barrels are going to have different flavor profiles depending on which barrel house they're in, mm-hmm. what level of the barrel house that they're in, you know, how much sun that side of the barrel house gets. It's all going to be a little bit different. So what happens when you batch all these barrels together is you get all those flavor profiles put into one. Right. And that's how they guarantee that the Woodford's going to taste the same every time.
0: Right. They basically take all these different things that work with each other and boom, there
3: you go. Yep, absolutely. And that guarantees it's going to be the same. So with these, they're all going to be individual. They're all going to be unique in their own sense. So uh, Now,
0: are these all representative of barrels that would be put together into the Woodford we get in the store or are these yeah, yeah, specific so all, to doing tastings?
3: Nope, so these are all s- selected throughout the uh throughout the different barrel houses, different levels. Mm-hmm. That way you're guaranteed to have some some variety in what we're tasting. So um if you guys have some sort of a sense of the smell, we can go on and, and taste the first one if you'd like. Oh, yes. All so right. yeah. You twisted my arm. <laughs> it wasn't hard. So yeah, take a small sip. Um Basically, you just wanna make sure that you get the liquid to encompass your entire mouth. So uh, I was taught once uh, that they call it chewing your whiskey. So take your sip and almost literally chew it and and swash it around your mouth, make sure it touches every part of your mouth. And then when you swallow those flavors that are left over, that's what they call the finish. Um, And then you can also judge it on the finish, how long those flavors linger, what those flavors taste like. and just and sit on that for a second.
4: That's a lot better of a way than Kurt described it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> do you want to enlighten us on how Kurt described it?
4: Um, he said he wanted to mix his spit with it. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? Mm-hmm. I think that's the same thing. Just chewing sounds a little bit better. That was funny. <clears throat> what do you pick up, Paul? Uh,
1: nice spice right off the top. Mm, spice, spice, definitely. Yeah. Spice, deep fruit, um, just yeah, it's. I mean, I really, I really enjoyed that one very, very much. But the spice, without a doubt, is the first thing I noticed. Spice,
0: fruit. Yep. Maybe I can agree with a little that. vanilla. Yeah, I've definitely got yeah. definitely got that. Some wood notes too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And kind of oh. woody is is how I'm feeling the finish.
3: Hmm. So another thing to keep in mind is <clears throat> all these samples are down to proof. Okay. Uh, meaning that they're all at the ninety point four proof that you're going to get the bottle at. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Some barrel programs they have you tasted at what they call barrel strength or barrel okay. proof, which is what um, it is when the barrel which is pop. what it is, is yeah. when yeah. it comes out of the barrel. barrel. Yep. Yeah. So it could be anything. It could be one twenty. It could be one twenty eight proof. Uh, but these are all at 90.2 or 90.4. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're tasting them, you get that that burn, that mm-hmm. kind of um, that alcohol sensation.
0: That familiar. Yeah. foot burn. Yes. So
3: <laughs> some of these, you can also judge them off of the amount of that burn you get. Some mm-hmm. are going to be a lot easier, um, softer. Some might be, you know, a little hotter. Is what you would say okay. if it tastes if it has a little bit more of that alcohol burn you can mm-hmm. you could refer to that as being a little hotter than one of the other ones. So. Um, Very nice. So yeah. So let's move to the second one okay. and we'll do that the second one we'll hit the third one we'll take a minute. Um, we'll talk about each of them take a second and then we can revisit them again.
0: Okay. Here we go. Number two or
3: B. Number B. Number B. Letter B.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh
1: yeah, that's
0: a lot more complex. Yeah. Mm.
1: So I get instead a tad bit of spice, mm-hmm. woody, oaky, mm-hmm. with some caramel.
4: It's like you it's read a the smooth, card.
1: smooth, <laughs> smooth though. It's it's smoother than the first. Yeah. Just a tad bit smoother, and that spice was it was still there. It's still present. It, it met my mm. lips right off the bat, but it wasn't anywhere near as uh i don't want to use the word potent but it wasn't anywhere near as much spice as the first one was no not but the, as wood, spicy. the woody oak notes came right behind it and then it finished with a little bit more of that caramel almost mm-hmm. molasses type flavor. this one
4: definitely tasted stronger mm-hmm. to me like the, the, as far the, the, as the, the second one like you know, like alcohol wise yeah had a little bit more burn for me
3: yeah okay so, that, Like I said, that's that's the fun part about this is certain people are going to pull certain things. Like You might feel like this one has a little bit more of that potency, a little bit more of that alcoholic burn to it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you might disagree. You might find some of those softer caramel, butterscotch, yeah. vanilla flavors out yep. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the fun part about it. So yep. if you find one that seems to be a little bit hot to you, a fun way to deal with that is to um, Bring it down a little bit this is where you would add like a cube or two of ice maybe wait 30 45 seconds mm-hmm. let that ice uh melt just a little bit and and dilute into the whiskey and, and kind of soften it up a little bit and that's going to bring the alcohol content down a little bit for you you know make it feel a lot softer mm-hmm. so that's i get a question all the time <clears throat> you know how do you like your whiskey do you do you like it neat do you like it on the rocks do you like a big ice ball um and my answer is it, it depends on the whiskey. Yeah, you know, if yeah. it's a if it's a hot whiskey, um, <clears throat> I like ice cubes. Mm-hmm. If it's like a, you know, a, a medium of the road, maybe a little bit hot, I like the ice ball because it melts a little bit slower than the cubes do. Um, but if it's a really soft, mellow drinking whiskey, then I like it neat.
4: Yep. Sometimes even just a couple drops, does it? You know? yep. Yeah.
3: It doesn't yeah. take much. <laughs> Yeah, and even uh, a good way to do that, too, is if you're at a table, a dinner or something, grab a fork, dip your fork if it's clean. um, Dip your fork in your glass of water and just have a couple drops off the fork go Mm. into your glass. Mm. It's a lot easier to control how much goes into it at that point instead of trying to pour your glass of water (laughs) into your your whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, if you guys are ready, we can go on to uh, number three. C. Yeah, number C. Number C.
4: (laughs)
0: Mm. Yeah, that has its own unique flavors
1: mm-hmm. too. A little bit of cocoa there. Yeah. A little cocoa. Is there so, a little so, floral there too? I like that cocoa that yep. you got. Yep. A little cocoa. Little, oh, yeah. little, still a little more, uh, still an oaky flavor. Cocoa, like, wood. Um, coconut. The spice. This is probably. The least spicy of the three. Yep. So it is smoother. Smoother, Mm. cocoa, and wood tones. Right off the bat.
3: I like it. Yep. So does anybody have like an instant favorite so far? A. Oh, we got one. That's it. You know it's an instant favorite when it comes out that quick.
1: Mm. It's going to be a toss-up between B and C. and c yeah so you
3: guys are going to make this tough on us yes we are (laughs) that's what we do here (laughs) i
0: I thought b was the most complex Mm -hmm. um kind of a nice medium between a and c like a, a blending of that uh so b was my clear favorite uh a a would be my second c would be my third
4: a a would my favorite b definitely my second See, I just um, I'm not a big fan of coconut, so that's what I got from it. From B, from C, or from C, from yeah. C. But I like A and B the best. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, what is it that you liked about A so much? A was like the fruits. The fruits. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was definitely prominent with some of those stronger, you know, darker fruits. Dark black fruits, blackberries. Um, but so now, <clears throat> if there's a a unanimous. You know, none of us were really steered towards this one. We can push one of them aside, or, you know, if it's not unanimous, we can go back through, run them again, and and see how we feel.
0: Well, what about you, Pat? Moving did forward, did you have a favorite between A, B, and C? I'm
5: between B and C. I did like A though. <coughs> I, I like more of like A. I guess burn, you can Mm -hmm. call it. So I think Mm. A had the least burn to it. And then B was the sweet spot. But C, I get more of those like darker flavors. Like the wood's a little bit more of a darker note to me. Mm -hmm. I'm getting kind of like a clove type finish on it. has nice sweetness, kind of a caramel sweetness, kind of lingering on the palate through the finish. And then B has more of a floral type finish. So I'm kind of mixed between both of them because I don't know which one I like more. And, I mean, the thing about A, I think it it was, compared to B and C, it's a little bit more basic. Like, it has, like, those woody notes. It has a kind of a, to me, it had a kind of a stone fruit-type sweetness to it.
1: This is A you're talking about? This is A,
5: yeah. yeah, yeah. It was yeah. still very good, oh, but very good. I like more of that heat, like I said. And that one, mm. to me, is a little bit more lesser on that scale, so.
1: Well, I'll, I'll, I'll make it easy... For at least me (laughs) As much as I loved A I'm going to remove it From consideration Because again I think you're right Dan B is more complex Yeah C is more smoother Mm -hmm. They both have the wood tones Mm -hmm. This has a little bit more Of that cocoa flavor Which I really like Um, But I'm still not sure yet
3: Okay So if we're not unanimous If everybody doesn't agree On A is not the one I would say Hit it one more time Don't remove it just yet Let's go back And hit it one more time We'll try them all Okay, uh, back to A. Because that's, yeah, let's start back at A because we really want this to kind of be, okay. you know, something that we, we all agree upon. Okay. I mean, it's not going to, mm-hmm. you know, we're not a grand jury. We can we can move <laughs> forward if we're not all 100%. But um, sometimes you go back to it after trying the other ones, and <clears throat> it might actually liven up your taste buds because, I mean, I'm not one to judge. To, was this your first drink today? Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I don't know. Some yes. people start I around 11. wanted to
1: have 11. a clean palate. For this, <laughs> uh, yeah, so
3: so sometimes having your, your taste buds you know livened up a little bit, you can come back and, and yeah, try it again. All right,
0: now I'm interested too. Hmm, how have these gone with the 724 Toro?
3: Ooh. Very good. What do you guys think? So, A
1: is pulling out a lot more of the sweet cedar tones of the cigar for me. Mm -hmm. So I think the spicy, the the, the spice up front in A, along with the darker fruits, is helping to bring out the cedar sweetness from the cigar. Mm -hmm. It's because the cigar on its own for me is a nice, light, creamy, sweet, uh, uh, cedary, Mm -hmm. gentle earth with a nice, Smooth spice on the retrohale. Yeah. Don't you
0: think there's some cocoa in there too? Yeah, there's and a little bit of cocoa. Yeah, 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 but there's my, some but, nice sweetness in yeah, that cigar.
1: Yeah, but I'm calling it more like a creamy sweetness with some cedar. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, maybe less of the cocoa, but now again, we'll see if the Woodford brings out
4: any of these. Yeah. three Bring yeah. out the cocoa. Notes. So I'm I'm switching back to B actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're we're still talking about A. I, I know, but I'm talking I went about to B. A. Don't I, get ahead of yourself. We're talking that, about A. You know, then, we're talking I about jumped A. jumped ahead. Yes, yep. you jumped ahead. I jumped ahead. Pay attention. Mm. <clears throat> All right. Now,
5: I'll catch up. Pat. <laughs> so, A brings out more. So, to me, when I smoke the original blend, like, that wrapper gives me this kind of a raisiny sweetness on the finish to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And A definitely is bringing out that sweetness more predominantly on the finish. And then, on the palate, it's giving me more of a defined, like, spicy cedar mm-hmm. for the palate. So... It's one like so with the cigar. It's almost like I, I, I'm liking A more because my favorite part of the cigar is that sweetness, and sure. this is definitely bringing that out more to the forefront for me.
0: <clears throat> okay, Dave, what do you think about A and the cigar? Oh, God, Not time B,
1: out. A. <laughs> mm. Anytime now, Dave.
3: Okay. Yeah. I like how Dave's. His sips are more like shots. They're <laughs> yeah. real quick. Like he knows what he's Trust going me, after. If, yeah.
1: If you saw him, if you knew him two and a half years ago when we first started, this that would have never happened. <laughs> he never became a whiskey bourbon fan until about what, maybe four, five, six months later. Oh nice. Yeah. It was all beer. He he detested the idea of drinking whiskey.
3: See, I'm the opposite. See I, I love whiskeys. Um, I love tequilas. And I like a lot of the like the lighter beers, but when you get to like the double IPAs and the real hoppy stuff and like you know twelve, yeah. thirteen, fourteen percent beers, yeah. I can't hang. Yeah, I, I I can hang with a half a bottle of Woodford mm-hmm. and still be fine. I mean yeah. I'm drunk, but I still you know. Coherent and yeah. people wouldn't know it. <laughs> I'm drunk, but I'm coherent. Yeah, Honestly, that's a couple of years ago I don't.
4: I can't stand IPAs. Oh, like see, I see a I couple don't like, of those and I don't I'm done. Like ho- I don't like hops. I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't like grass.
3: Yeah. You know. I oh, don't. am oh, all well for grass. me. You know. But welcome to the bourbon. And... Welcome to the bourbon whiskey world, my friend.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So with the A, I feel like it's 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 taking away from the cigar, uh, for me, um like it's uh i'm i'm losing that um the richness of it that's how i feel about it
0: what I, richness like is that, being uh, taken
4: away like the sweetness it's not as i'm not getting as much as i was so would
0: you say that what they're saying is correct that it's bringing out the cedar notes yeah they're making it and more taking away the... and taking away the sweetness yeah is that? Would you agree with that, Paul? With the way you described uh, it? I
1: still think there's a there's a light sweetness there, but the cedar notes are prominent. Yeah. So I would. Do you agree think
0: it's making it less sweet and more cedary?
1: Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: Would you agree, Pat?
5: Well, I, I think the palate feel it's adding to that cedar note, but I think on the finish, it is bringing out the sweetness more.
1: Mm.
3: Slight difference of opinion.
5: Mm. I wonder who's right. Just kidding.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there is no right, and there is no wrong. Nope. Not in Pat's world. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right. You guys want to? So we all know that Paul's a Sith.
4: Uh, he <laughs> deals in absolutes. <laughs>
0: okay. So we'll move on to B. Yeah, number B.
4: All right.
0: All right. I have to be honest, too. The 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 nose on the B is definitely my favorite. Oh, yep. God, yes. Take, take, take the tasting aside. The nose on B to me was the best. Instant, yeah, greed. instantly the best. So another thing
3: <clears throat> that is important to keep in mind here mm-hmm. is, as much as we would love to be picking out our own personal barrel for our own consumption at home, we're not. We're not. <laughs> 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 we might be able to. We might be able to, you know, get a bottle or two, but, um, but we are, you know, selecting a product that is going to be. Consumed from a a wide Demographic at the lounge so Try to you know envision yourself At the lounge enjoying a cigar and looking Around and seeing how most of your You know uh, Everybody that's at the Bar at the lounge are consuming Their whiskeys you know do you see them mostly Drinking it neat is it mostly on Ice you know are they drinking it in a Cocktail as a Manhattan or maybe an Mm. Old-fashioned That's a very good point yeah so think about things like That so If you see a lot of them that just drink it on ice, then maybe you do want something a little bit hotter. That way it will hold up to that, Mm. you know, the dilution of the melted ice. Um, Or if they're using it in cocktails, you you want potent flavors and, you know, definitely some some heat to it to, you know, withstand and stand prominent in those cocktails. Um, But and then if you see a lot of people drinking them neat, keep them in mind, you know, you want something that's, you know, enjoyable on its own and you don't need to kind of Soften it any any more than it already is. So, as confusing and as difficult it is to already decide on one, think about those two.
0: Well, I think <laughs> that's an excellent point because basically what you're reminding us of is um, we we should not necessarily be thinking of our own personal taste. Yeah. We need to be thinking of <clears throat> you know the cut co- the consumer at the at right. the bar and yep. and that plays right into the whole um being able to listen to consumers you know about cigars too yeah and you know when they they you know when we bring in cigars and and uh, a new cigar comes onto the market you know one of the things that we really need to consider is is this a cigar that our people right want
2: yeah
0: you know if it's not something that they want but we like that really isn't the best thing to bring into the store. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's, a that's, great, a, that's, that's a great, that's a difficult thing that it's a great, yeah, it is a I've difficult done, thing to do because yeah, you're, and you're you, picking for somebody else, not yourself. Right.
3: And it's such a fun experience to, to be able to do this. So you get excited about it and you, you kind of almost lose track of the main goal. And the main goal is to provide the, you know, a really nice whiskey for the consumers at mm-hmm. the, at the lounge. Um, and I, i I was guilty of it a lot in the beginning when I first started doing these years ago um, Which is why now when I do these I try to keep all of my comments and, and my thoughts on what I'm tasting until the end until mm. you guys have pretty much come to a conclusion And then I kind of throw my ideas and my thoughts of things in there because I don't want to sway the decision anyway, because it's not this isn't uh, up to me, so
5: I will add to it, since I'm at the bar as well, that a lot of consumers up there typically get it neat. And if they do get Mm -hmm. ice, it's a big ball.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the difference, the main difference with the big ball and the cubes is the cubes are a lot smaller. So, you you know, they're a lot more whiskey to surface area. So they they melt a lot quicker. So you're going to dilute a lot quicker and the whiskey is going to, you know, soften a lot quicker. Um so keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Those are the main differences with the big sphere in the, the cubes.
1: So with B, it's a perfect balance of the creamy sweetness and the cedar spice. Mm-hmm. Cedar spice was a little bit more prominent on with A, and, mm-hmm. the, and the sweetness got pulled back just a bit, but it was still there. This now has kind of leveled out yeah the two, uh, t- uh, the two flavors for me. It's much sweeter sweeter Uh, again that cedar spice still has a cedar yeah so i think it's a perfect balance perfect marriage between the two
5: yeah yeah b B brings out that sweetness back to the palate that i think should be there and it still lingers on the finish but i'm getting a nice like floral note following the sweetness in the finish and obviously like the cedar notes that Mm -hmm. come through the spice has died down just a little Mm -hmm. bit i'd say a lot actually it's um i'd say it's like a one out of three spice now So, A, definitely did better for Mm -hmm. the spice, but it did take away from the palate with the sweetness, but B, definitely is a nice balance. And I think that being a bar that has more neat and big ball, if you get an ice, I think that it would be...
3: Uh, why'd, you have to, why'd you have to laugh and make me start laughing? I can't
5: help it with him, man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to maintain my composure on that one. Man. taking this seriously, Paul. Uh,
1: but we'd like to see him smile. That's, I'd that's like a, that's one the, that's big the challenge, round every, ball, every, every episode. Yeah.
3: Can I get two of those, actually? <laughs> Well, I think. If you're factoring... I take my um, balls in pairs. Yeah, if you... I don't think we can fit two balls in your glass, but watch we'll um, oh. out. Yeah. Hey, you guys invited me. I'm sorry. Keep it up. Oh man. Go,
2: um, ahead. Go ahead, buddy. But um, if you like
5: factor how people like taking their spirits at the bar, I think B definitely would suit the neat and the big ball drinkers.
0: Okay, Yeah. We'll leave it there. Yes, we will. All right. <laughs> Dave, All right. you said earlier that you
4: were now thinking B. Mm. Well, to me, it, it, keeps a, it keeps a sweetness and um, it, uh, it keeps a spice at a, at least a, a level where it's still very much enjoyable. Um, so, yeah.
0: I think it's a very complimentary pairing. Yeah. With yes. The oh, yes. But, you know, having gone through, you know, between A and B now
3: um my pick would be b
1: correct me too so one of the fun
3: things that you know over time doing these you kind of pick up on hints on how to read what people are into and what they're not really digging and one of the major tells for me is when we're looking at the glasses halfway through Mm -hmm. and when one of them is empty and everybody's you know (laughs) that they're all digging that one um but yeah, so let's let's move on and uh, let's let's hit C one more time. But I think uh, I think everybody's kind of leaning leaning B right now. See mm-hmm. if C can bring it back.
0: Ugh, that does have a great aroma. Mm-hmm. What's the official word for that? With is it bouquet? Is it nose? Is you it nose? What nose. nose? Works,
3: yeah.
2: Mm.
3: It's so sweet. The nose. Mm-hmm. I mean. It's really soft. A lot of times when you. Mm-hmm. When you're nosing a, a whiskey or something of higher alcohol content you get that alcohol in your nose and it almost burns your nostrils a little mm-hmm. bit this one <clears throat> when you're sip or when you're smelling it it doesn't really do that you oh, wow. just get the aromas you don't really yeah. get the uh the alcohol up into your nose which is really done, it's nice
4: really brings out the sweetness in the cigar yep yeah <laughs>
0: and and really plays back the cedar and the little wood notes little, of yep. the cigar
4: yeah yep
3: Yeah. <clears throat> What's everybody thinking? Everybody's oh, still yeah. leaning B or what? I don't know. This is uh, well, looking at the glasses, I I, I think uh, yeah we're all yeah the glasses are the tell mm. at the end of the day.
1: C is I would agree. C is still a great balance of that sweetness, uh, the cedar spice. But like I said, it, I think the that cocoa note in in this one is is bringing out a little of the, of the cocoa note out of the cigar. Yeah, definitely. So it's it's complex on its own because it is bringing out the complexity of the cigar. So it's helping to pull out that one note I couldn't get from the other two.
0: Mm-hmm. See, I, I got some more sweetness on, on B. A, a really kind of downplayed
1: it. A, a downplayed it. I agree with that. <sighs> B was a perfect marriage of the cedar of the, of the, the the, spice of and the, the spice sweetness. spice and the cedar, and the, yeah. But that uh, added note of cocoa mm-hmm. from the Woodford has brought out the cocoa note mm. in mm. the cigar. For See, me. No. I, I feel like for me with,
4: with C, I lose the retrohale though.
5: So yeah, with I think what I'll say about it is, I think on its own, C would be my favorite because it's more of a thicker textured drink to me. So I think it's Maybe actually creamy-ish. Yeah, I yeah. think it's it's taking away a little bit more from the cigar that I'm okay with, but. Pairing-wise, I think B definitely is complementing and enhancing the cigar, but C, I think because of that body, it's taking away from the cigar. Mm. See,
0: now that's that's funny because, as much I I I like how C brings out the sweetness and the cocoa notes in the cigar, mm. but of the three uh, choices here, to me, C is the flattest. It's it's the it's. It's the most one-dimensional of the three, to me. And I'm not saying it is one-dimensional, but comparing the three of them, to me, it has the least amount of complexity. Yeah, to B it.
4: is definitely the most complex. Yep. Yeah,
0: and I, love, yep. I, lo- I yep. that's my jam. I, I love that and those the, uh, those subtle th- notes and flavors and I think and the complexities other thing is, okay.
4: uh, you know, this isn't the only cigar that I'm going to be smoking with so, you know, I that's another reason why I'd go for B because of the complexity that's going to be bouncing more with different cigars,
3: you know? Yeah. So that's one of the things that I was going to say. I'm glad that you had brought that up because, um, uh, but you know, C, it does have those nice cocoa notes, like you were saying, that kind of enhance the cigar. Um, uh, but not all cigars are the same, correct? And, yeah. And, yep. you know, and, and I'm no, you know, cigar aficionado, but, um, but not all bourbons are the same. So you kind of, you don't want to make this decision based off the cigar that we're pairing it with. Correct. Tonight, correct. You know? So we kind of want to, you know, that's just going back yep. to keeping an open mind on what the main goal is. So you certainly want
0: whatever it is to go well with the 724, Cause that's our, yeah. oh, that's yes. our thing. And at the end but of the it, day... it can't be, but it can't be based on this pairing. Correct.
3: Correct. In yeah. And of itself. Right? Yeah. Correct. And at the, late, at late. the end of the day, it, it, you know, we're talking about one of the, You know most well-known bourbons in the world I mean it's it's Woodford Reserve they've been around for a extremely long time well Woodford has been around since 96 uh, but the distillery has been around since you know early 1800s Wow so yeah the distillery is actually a a historic landmark um, a national historic landmark that's how long that they've been around I think it was 1812 that it was established so the name Woodford and the distillery itself, you know, it holds merit in the world of bourbon. So you're not going to, there's no wrong decision No. tonight.
5: And yeah. honestly, I, I can see B being a pairing that I could suggest for like a large amount of cigars I've had. But B yeah. to me would be more of like your fuller bodied, like yeah, Liga Privada type cigars. It would go really well with
0: certain cigars. And
5: if I were to make a Manhattan, that's probably what I would use out of the three is C, since it has that body to it that when you dilute it a little bit, it's going to make a nice cocktail. But I think B on its own, neat, would... For me, I'd be able to suggest it for numerous pairings, opposed to just, you know, a few select types of cigars.
1: So the simple... Answer and resolution to that is to bring in two barrels, twins. I mean, no. I mean, <laughs> 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 well, I mean, the the real answer Double would just be, to be like three.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to point out the obvious, you know. There's our resolution, Kurt. We've yeah. just tripled so, your investment. <laughs> and he, he gave us the power to make the decision. So we're we're going to go with three. Hey, now. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting Kurt. for the hey now to pop up on yeah. social media yeah.
3: here. <laughs> oh, my uh, god! All of our phones are face down. Kurt's calling all of the time. <laughs> Um Do you guys want to hear some of my thoughts on the three? Yeah, yes, I would. Yes. Yes. Um, now that we've
0: gone through them all. And <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, he said it already. Yep. <laughs>
3: I, uh... <laughs> oh, is he in there? Yeah, he's always oh, there. Yep, yep. Yeah, so do, can we do all three?
4: Actually, he just said W or Whiff. He said Whiff. I thought he said you know, whiff How long ago was that? Like a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, um, five minutes ago.
3: So the way that I kind of took these three is, A, um, I definitely had more of that, you know, darker fruit note. Um, it definitely came off a little bit hotter than the other two mm-hmm, yep. to me, which is nice. Um, if you are somebody that likes it in a cocktail, or you know doesn't like neat, a lot of people don't like drinking their whiskey neat, specifically because they don't like drinking room temperature um, liquid. You know, whiskey, tequila, whatever we're talking about in general, uh, they just don't like that the temperature of it. They like to drink something cold. Um, but I also thought that it kind of fell off quickly, the mm-hmm. finish of it. Right. Um, it was potent and it was strong and it held up really nicely. But then it kind of fell off quicker than I would like. B, um, my first go around, the nose <clears throat> was a little bit weak to me, but the flavor profile, the you know the the alcohol, the the feel, the mouth feel, if you will, and it was really really nice. Uh, but the finish just kind of sat there for a little while, um, almost to the point where I needed to wait an extra second or two to go on to see. Mm. Um, which is nice having a nice long finish on something. Is I mean, much like a cigar, you can you know you're you're enjoying it for the flavor of it. That's why mm-hmm. you're here, right?
0: And if you're having ice in it, right, you're, you're yeah. knowing that that flavor is going to hold. up. It's not going to go away. It's going right. to hold up. Yeah,
3: right. See, um. The nose on it was fantastic. Yes. Um, The nose on it was fantastic. It was really soft, subtle, creamy, you know, viscous, and you know, just felt really good when you were drinking it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do agree there was some nice cocoa notes into it, um, but I didn't really get a lot out of it. That was really like when I, I try to, I, I like to talk about it. really simplistically there's a lot of guys that drink bourbons and whiskeys and you know they like to get really really nerdy with it i just like to talk about how i feel when i drink it Um, and sometimes i can't put words to it and sometimes it's just you know it was really good but there wasn't anything that stuck out to me that i was like Mm -hmm. you know this is what i want to say about it um but the nose on it was really 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 nice uh and then it kind of fell off so Mm -hmm. that one was my immediate if i was to i would put C out um, and then down to a and B it was it was tight because with where we're talking about at the lounge um, you know you're not just sitting there having a you know a, a, a plate of food you're, you know you're smoking a cigar which has got potent flavors in itself mm-hmm. so you need something that stands up to it um, so a is really nice but the fact that the finish was so short on it mm-hmm. I think that um, it would really lack a little bit in cocktails Um, and a little bit, if you put too much ice in it, maybe if somebody just got cubes and maybe didn't want as many cubes as they got, I think it would just fall off a little bit short. Mm. I think B is kind of like that perfect balance between all of them where, you know, it's got that nice heat to it. It's not overbearing to where you can't drink it neat. Um, but it's definitely going to hold up with some, with some cubes in it or a sphere. Um, and then if you put it in a cocktail, it's definitely going to stand true. Uh, but you could also drink it on its own, you know, and Mm -hmm. you're going to be able to enjoy that that whiskey burn, that bourbon burn that people look for. Bourbon burn. The bourbon burn. So
0: we have somebody on on, uh, YouTube who's asking – where the distillery is. And she's asking, is it Wakefield? Is it, is it Massachusetts or New Hampshire? Twins is in New Hampshire, but Woodford is in Kentucky, in Kentucky. Yep. Yep. Where you know uh, want to be bourbon, you're made in Kentucky, right? Uh,
3: sort of kind sort of, sort of. Um, so that's Ish. a common, common misconception. <laughs> yeah. It's a common misconception that all bourbon has to be made in Kentucky or is made in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, Bourbon, one of the stipulations in order to be labeled, branded, and sold as bourbon is you have to be made in, in the United States of America. Um, okay. 95% of bourbons are made in Kentucky. Okay. So that's kind of why, that's what leads to the most, assumption most, that okay. all of them are. Yep. Uh, but you could make bourbon here in in, uh, in New Hampshire. I mean, we could, you know, we could get an illegal still and just start. And just start doing yeah, that. Yeah, go back. Yeah. You're not um,
0: Kurt, you could just start making your yep. own bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> K A bourbon.
3: Yeah um, bourbon. Yeah, with so no, there's syrup. No, there's uh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope, so there's a quite a bit of bourbon girls. that's uh actually made here. So but yeah, so no, it does it's Heavy it body. is made in Kentucky, okay. uh, but it does not have to be made in right, Kentucky. Right. right. So, uh, but a really good question.
0: So my my
3: pick would be B. Mine, t-
4: mine too. Yeah, so yep, mine. B. nice. Yep. B. See,
3: and you said you were gonna make it tough on me. And Dave, you're you're B. picking B. <laughs> B. Yeah. Pat. B. 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 We pick. What, we what did pick you say? B. B. What did
1: you say? B. B. Okay, good. B. 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 Is it?
3: B. It, B it is. is. Beautiful well, B. Someone, someone, let Kurt know. He got B. So I, uh, <clears throat> I know we're on a time crunch, but I did bring something else if you guys want to sip on one more before we go. Something a little bit Oh,
4: jeez. More liquor? Come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, before we before we do that, let's... let's yeah, are there any questions or anything? Let's go, let's go and do our final thoughts on the cigar here. Oh, yeah. And then we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll have a new bottle. And you want to hang around and watch us smoke some pipe tobacco? Sure. Yeah. Sounds like a plan? Yeah, I'll hang. All right. So you guys can stick with me. Yep. Uh, so paul final thoughts on the new 724 original
1: toro mm. what an absolutely fantastic cigar again nice light creamy sweetness that cedar spice um, incredibly smooth um, the nice gentle spice on the retro hill and on the palette um, i'm so glad that kurt decided to not only do a reblend, blend uh, but also bring out a toro size which is one of my favorites mm. actually it is my favorite size but and this Toro you know, the,
0: this wasn't in the the original you know when 724 came out there right. was no Toro size there was, was a grand Grand Toro, Toro. It was an oversized now that's been revamped that size is gone a traditional size Toro is here yep. still has the Cedar cedar wrap that the uh, Grand Toro did but Correct. man this this blend is amazing
1: phenomenal and
0: it's amazing in this size it is great in mm-hmm. the size <clears throat> Pat what about you' you're, you're staring at the cigar like <laughs> Is it is it any good
5: yeah so the the other original is always gonna have a place in my heart just because it was one of the first cigars i've had and i enjoyed it so much yeah. but this re-blend i definitely prefer in different ways so i mean it uses um fillers from candega esteli and jalapa and it's to me it, it brings it, it's like i can't think of how to explain it but it's um it tastes like a vintage cigar to me and it has like mm. this musty flavor to it that wasn't in the other blend It still has that sweetness in the Montefina, that raisiny kind of syrupy Mm -hmm. sweetness. And then I think that San Andreas binder kind of gives it like a nice smoky output. And it just has like a nice smooth medium bodied flavor. The finish is phenomenal. So I, I definitely... I'm happy they have a Toro now, especially because I love Toros. But yep. the 724, 724 size is my favorite. Yeah, that's my favorite size Has too. a little bit more body to it, mm-hmm. and it just is a phenomenal. It has yep. a little bit more spice in it. My so favorite is
0: the Laundress. Mm-hmm.
5: Yep, I've heard a lot of positive reviews about it. I, I've enjoyed. I, I just like the close foot. Mm-hmm. Like it's that Montefina right off the bat. Is phenomenal.
4: Yeah, Dave, what about you? Uh, no, this is the new blend is absolutely spectacular and. I have to concur with Pam. My favorite size with it is a 724 size. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this Toro is absolutely amazing. Um, I, I love the Brazilian Matafina. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so creamy. It's so smooth. Uh, it's a perfect medium cigar. Yes. <clears throat>
5: awesome. Has that nice white ash, too. Yeah, yeah it's I know. a
4: stupidly bright white. A lot of nitrogen in the soil.
1: And the construction is spot on. Mm-hmm. I mean, none of us had to re- I don't think any nope. of us had to relight once. Yeah. once no. Everything's keeping up really nice uh,
3: Can I say something as somebody sure. that doesn't know? I, you know, I, I smoke a cigar every once in a while When I'm at the lounge um, But by no means am I A cigar smoker like all of y'all are um, But one of the things that I judge it by Is, you know, the pleasantness of The how, root note, yeah Yeah, you know, the flavors that I get Which are really, really nice They're subtle, but they're potent at the same mm-hmm. time Um but another thing is is I smoke them a lot slower. I mean, as you can see, I think you lighted yours after I did, and, and mine's That's good. You got plenty for the second time. But I half. have not had to, <laughs> yeah, which is perfect. But, you know, sometimes they just, they. I feel like they go out go a lot out. easier than, I don't know if that's a way yeah, to judge that's, them, that's a, mm-hmm. but, um, but this one has stayed perfectly lit the whole time. And, you know, as, you know, a novice cigar smoker, that's one of the things that I enjoy is not having to relight it and, and yeah. go through that all again. No, that's been but, fantastic. Well, yeah, it is. It's very enjoyable, and I thought it did, you know, complement the whiskey as well, very well. So, mm,
0: yeah. Cheers to Kurt. You
3: yeah. Cheers to Kurt. Yeah, absolutely.
0: All right, we're going to take a little bit of a break, and when we come back, we're going to be trying some different Woodford Reserve with Esoterica Penzance. Mm-hmm. Are you jealous?
4: You should be. We'll be right back.
0: All right, everybody, we're back. Thank you for hanging in there with us. Uh, As we were thinking about what would pair with Woodford, we're looking at pipe tobaccos. We've done so many of them. And I thought I would bring out a little bit of a treat, something from my own uh, personal (laughs) cella, And that is this here, Esoterica Penzance. This is a wonderful English or Balkan blend of tobacco. Um, It's manufactured by... J.F. Germain & Son. It's a mix of uh, Latakia, Oriental, and Virginia. There's no flavorings or additives put on this stuff. It's a flake, and it's a very broken flake kind of a thing. It comes in a tray looking like little thin slices of bacon. It's, mm. it's amazing bacon. stuff. It's very hard to find, very hard to get. Um, Worthy, I think, of of tasting with some Woodford Reserve.
3: Yeah, absolutely, something
0: so, very special. And so, you know, what we're again, we're pairing a Woodford with this, but now we're not doing the barrel tasting. We've all kind of decided B was the the best choice for the bar. Um, what it, what kind of Woodford are we having with this?
3: So this uh, that we just broke out is Woodford double oaked. Double oaked, what does that mean? Yeah, so Woodford, uh, basically what this is, is after Woodford comes out of the first barrel, Mm -hmm. uh, what they do is they take it out and they put it into what you could call like a reverse barrel. Um, So bourbon, they age it in a charred barrel. Mm -hmm. Um, The easiest way to kind of describe that is that you can do different levels of a char on a barrel. Um, So there's companies out there that provide barrels, uh, cooperages and if you were to you know distill your own bourbon you can buy the barrels and you know you have a one two three or a number four char four being very very burnt almost looks like they call it like an alligator skin to where it's that burnt it kind of mm-hmm. looks like that mm-hmm. um so what this is is <clears throat> this is a charred barrel uh when it comes out of the charred barrel they take it out and they put it into a toasted barrel toasted is basically um they they heat the inside of the barrel Extremely hot just before the the temperature of combustion, so what it does is it kind of melts the inside of the uh the oak and it just kind of pulls out those natural caramels you know that the juicy flavors that are in the oak without burning the oak mm-hmm. uh, and then it sits in there for you know a handful of months however um, however long they feel fit so <clears throat> That's where you get the uh, the double barrel. So you have your, your initial charred barrel, then you have your toasted barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get a little bit more of that vanilla, caramel, kind of mm. toasted oak flavor out of it. Um, but absolutely delicious. And they just went into this new uh, new bottle as of, uh, I think, a year and a half, two years ago. Okay. We went into yep. this new bottle. Yep. It was in the same original bottle as the regular Woodford Reserve. Um, but now they have it in this nice little kind of shorter, little stockier bottle.
0: Is the Woodford original still gonna stay in that big bear
3: or are oh, you yeah, all that's, going to that's that's old faithful, It's not going faithful. anywhere. Okay. Yep. All yep. right, so that's just for this particular blend. Yep, yep, yep. So this is just the the double oak. Okay. Yep. Excellent. Kind of to help it stand out a little bit. Um Woodford also just released a new product recently called Batch Proof. What is Batch Proof? <clears throat> Um, well, in order to try it, you'd have to visit the lounge because I think <laughs> Kirk, I think Kirk got uh, one of four cases that came to New Hampshire. Wow. Um, but what batch proof is is it's something that they just released this year, um, and it is a – instead of bringing the the bourbon down to that 90.4 proof, what they're doing is they're – it's basically a barrel proof. So it's coming out of the barrels. Mm-hmm. And blended and then blended. it's just – So it's not, it's not blended. So there's a big – there's a – a fine line between blended and batched. So, okay. batched, meaning you put all of your own product into a giant, you know, a batch or a, a vessel, if you will, to make sure you get a consistent flavor. So, your your product is going into a batch to then go into the bottles, mm-hmm. basically to control your flavor. Uh, blended whiskeys, that is when, you know, you're getting different liquid, different juice um, okay. or yeah, distilled different. spirit however you want to refer to it as yeah. from you know different companies or different you know um distillations so and you're blending those Got together it. yeah okay Got so it. a lot of people have negative thoughts towards blending and then they get a little bit confused when you talk about batched but uh batched is it's one product it's just make making sure that you get the consistent flavor profile right. okay yep um, so yeah
0: um I'm going to reserve my, my notes for a, a little bit here, but just in summary, mm. this is a great pairing. Mm. Paul, do you, would you agree? I would this, agree, with yes. With this tobacco, you want to give us your thoughts?
1: Well, the tobacco, right off the bat, got a lot of uh, woody, leather, um, smoky, earthy, cedary, um, a nice light floral note mm-hmm. uh, a, a little bit of a light sour note too but that doesn't take away from anything it's just a little bit of a byproduct from I guess one of the orientals yeah, yeah. in there um, very Sing. well yeah incredibly complex mm-hmm. uh, tobacco I think this has got a lot of flavor with this one um, nice uh, rich but gentle spice on the on the retrohale um, I would say it's probably a normal, I mean, it, it has so much complexity and I got a lot of that leather, smoky tones from it, from the Latakia. But, again, the Latakia is just playing more of a uh, supporting role. It's not not very uh, prominent. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's 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 also a nice sweetness from the Virginias, too. I think it's a very complex but very smooth, um, medium-bodied tobacco.
0: Mm. Pat, what about you?
5: Yeah, it has, like, a nice earthy, a little bit of leather and, like, bonfire smokiness to it. Mm Mm-hmm has like this floral like, very subtly sweet finish and then the woodford's bring out more of like a woody note to me on the palate mm-hmm. that lingers a little bit on the finish but yeah i'd say this is the one of the more complex tobaccos i've had in the pipe and it's nice medium
4: dave yep to me it's like nice it's definitely a nice medium the uh the dark fruit from the virginia's uh, is a little bit higher than like the the um the Latakia. um i'm getting that like that uh that tang or like that vinegar type of but that's really like i want to say it the uh um in the mouth feel like not you know it's so lingering um and i think the drink is uh playing very well with that
2: mm-hmm
4: and it's uh it's just, it is very smooth, and it is very complex, just to echo what everybody else said as well. I think it's very well blended. The Virginias, the Orientals, a lot of Kia, they all, uh, you can all, you can pretty much pick them out. But for me, it takes like, takes a minute. And then I feel like the mouthfeel, it kind of goes in stages. And then at the end, you're left with like this sweet kind of like vinegar. Sweet vinegar.
5: It's interesting too that there's no topping in it either, and how complex mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah,
1: there's a lot going on here, mm-hmm. and uh, with the Woodford Double Oak, correct? Yep, um, absolutely. Um, yeah. It's it's smooth mm-hmm. and and fruity up front with a nice zing of spice in the back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but it and, and it lingers for just a bit, but it's again it's very smooth. It is bringing out a lot more of the woody leather tones. Um, with it just a background of sweetness in the uh, there too, so
0: to me it kind of heightens the smokiness mm-hmm. of the uh, tobacco here. There's yep. this nice smoky kind of mesquite quality yeah. in this mm-hmm. tobacco, yep. Yep. and the really deep, complex woody notes that you get, you know, from the double oak. That oakiness and that char mm-hmm. just plays so well with that smoky yep. mesquite. kind of flavor that it really brings it out. I'm loving this pairing.
3: Yep. And I'm loving the Woodford. Oh, (laughs) Oh, yes. That is really good. It's actually Mm. kind of what I was thinking when I brought Mm. the Double Oaked was Mm. playing off kind of like that smokiness flavor from the extra length that it spends in the barrel. Yeah. So.
0: No, I, I, this is a, that's a great choice to go (laughs) with a lot of cigars, too, I think.
3: What is the proof of this
1: again, Tyler? Uh, This is 90.4. Okay.
3: Oh, so it's, it's
1: roughly the
5: same as the it's the yeah. same as the other ones right
3: yeah i believe so it yeah. could be lying to you but i don't i don't like to lie so let me just double check yeah 94. okay yeah, 90. yeah, i mean 4.
5: woodford sells really really well at the lounge too and i think mm-hmm. it's just because there's very little cigars that it, if any that it doesn't pair with right yeah
3: and it's a, it's one of those comfortable brands that you're just you're comfortable with you know it's you know what you're getting with woodford um and woodford was you're 100 percent correct that was uh, the fastest moving barrel that we've ever had mm. at the lounge. I think we sold, or well, I say we. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I'm part of the team. I've been, I've been <laughs> working with with everybody over at the lounge for so yeah. long. Um, but Paul I think Paul kept we,
0: asking for a bottle of it for the show, and <laughs> they kept saying no. Yeah. We, you know, we actually like
3: we don't have enough to give you. Yeah. Flying right out of the show. Kendra there. called me a month yeah. ago or so, and she's like, "Hey, I, you know, I, I, can't get any more Woodford," and I was like, "Oh, oh well." <laughs> so the way these work is they're allocated to a certain liquor license Mm -hmm. so allocations have a time limit um or an expiration date if you will so when she said that i said oh i'll allocate whatever's left and i called the office and they were like "Yeah, they sold everything it's all gone like "Like, that's impossible we just we got it like nine months ago it's it's not many people go through a whole barrel of whiskey in in a year there's a lot of places that take two two or more years to go through a a whole barrel it's a lot of whiskey
0: let's let's ask that question how many bottles 750 milliliter bottles would you get out of a barrel
4: yeah how big is this barrel
3: um yeah. well so, so big double ball barrel yeah, so it's your, it's <laughs> double your, yeah it's your normal whiskey barrel um but uh so woodford actually the barrel program they come in liter bottles um so mm. i believe it it, it it's all Hit or miss because you never, it's not like you get an exact number because there is such a thing as the angel share. Have you ever heard of yep. angel share? Yeah, sure. Yep. Um, so you never really know how much you're going to get out of the barrel by the time it's done maturing. Um, but on average, you get about 180 liter bottles out of a barrel, okay? Um, but uh, for like the 724 uh Jack Daniels single barrel, mm-hmm. um. Those come in 750s and roughly 220, 240 ish bottles okay. out of that barrel. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you get you get quite a bit of it, you know. So to to move 180 liters of Woodford <laughs> in nine months out of out of the lounge, especially you know one of the things that not a lot of people think about is mm. you know they think oh well Twins everybody drinks whiskey there but they I mean it's probably got to be top five if not top three most you know extensive whiskey selections in the state i would imagine Mm, you know so it's it's not like you're everybody's going and ordering woodford there's so many options there then you know it's that place if you've never been it's a hidden gem because there's some things there that you cannot buy you can't find anywhere else
4: yeah
1: so the, the uh the barrel itself i mean how many i guess you can call it gallons how many gallons is the average barrel contain
3: you know i think it's 55 55 gallons. i think it's a 55 gallon barrel and so but I'm, don't quote me on that
1: th- yeah so so let's we'll just say it's 55 and you're saying on on average we understand there's going to be some oh in the, i guess in the in the marble they call it leakage <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: We call it the Angel Share. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but depends just
3: on how many how many samples they took out of it to make sure it's good. Right. Exactly. So, but yeah. So the Angel <laughs> Share. I mean, it's it really is. So I was actually um, I was talking. I think it was with Chris Fletcher. Um, Chris Fletcher is now the uh, the master distiller for Jack Daniels. Um, at the time, mm-hmm. he was the assistant master distiller. But we were talking about it, um, and. You know, with the Jack Daniels single barrel program that we've done, they actually, you know, they don't release that until they they taste and sample barrels. That's how, there's no time limit. It's not, all right, it's been eight years, you know, it's done, Mm -hmm. let's pull it out. You know, they go through the barrel houses and they check it because seasonal, you know, weather, climate changes. So, um, and I think it was him that was telling me that one time they went to go sample a barrel and it was, I mean... I think he said maybe 20 liters left in the barrel. That's how much had evaporated out of it. Really? And, you know, and I had said, I said, well, was it leaking? <laughs> and he was like, you know, you get on the outside of a barrel, if you see a truly, you know, used barrel, a lot of times you get a barrel that was made, but it was made imperfectly, perfectly, and then they use it for, like, furniture and things like that. But you can tell if a barrel's used, it, there's seepage on the outside. There's dark marks, and, and you can see it in the wood. Um In a barrel that leaks you can tell because it's just it's a mess on the outside and he's like it wasn't leaking it's just was just evaporating um but a lot of it has to do with what barrel house it was in you know is it a um you know an east facing slope that you know sees most of the sun sun coming up from the east and you know is it the highest rack uh you know in the barrel house so So you go into a barrel house a barrel house is is basically just a a skeletal structure of a building there's no insulation it's just walls a roof and then racks so at the top it gets really really hot in the summertime so Mm -hmm. if you have a really 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 hot summer you know and then you get like a say you get a a wet couple weeks the wood gets really really wet and then it gets really really hot and the wood the pores in the wood start changing you're gonna have seepage. You're gonna have a lot of evaporation, and, and so some of the times they they pull barrels that are half empty, even less than half wow. empty. No. That, um, so
1: just gone. if so, the barrels on the top would they, knowing that the certain environmental conditions are gonna are gonna affect that, would do they sh- uh, move them around a bit or do they just leave them at the top? So if, if if you have a certain barrel that starts at the top, does it stay at the top the whole time or
3: sometimes the, the so some. Different companies do different ways. Some will rotate them around. Yeah. Um, Jack Daniels, I know, and uh, Woodford, what they do is, for the barrel programs, they, they use the barrels at the top of the barrel houses for the single barrels because they're going to have the most characteristics to them. Okay. They're going to have the most climate change. In the, in the colder months – they're not going to be as hot but in the hotter months they're going to be really really hot so you have more temperature change up there The mm-hmm. bottom of the barrel houses tend to you know have it's less climate change, yeah. you know, because heat rises obviously we all know that so yeah. um, Those are the ones that show the most characteristics and, and kind of you know Take a lot of the oaky flavors from the barrel because when you when the oak gets really hot the pores in the wood that's one of the reasons why they use American white oak is the pores Will open up and actually allow the the whiskey and the liquid to go into the wood, and when they close, it pushes it back out. Um, so when you when you take apart a part of barrel after it's been used, you can actually see um, a whiskey line on one of the staves. The staves mm-hmm. are the pieces of yep. the barrel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and about halfway through, you'll see a line, and that's how far in the, the in went. the the barrel the whiskey had gone into. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah wow, okay so that's very cool that's well really that answers cool.
0: the question how do you choose which barrels mm-hmm. it's the ones on the top. yeah
3: so it's the ones on the top yep 100
0: all right so now when when you're choosing a barrel for a, a barrel selection like this um is it always it three are they randomly picked are they how, how do how do you determine which barrels are picked for something like this? Um, are they the ones who just aren't going to make it into Woodford? Yeah. Or is it like, oh, yeah, this, so, this actually has some, or are you thinking like this would be a great single barrel? Yeah,
3: so that's actually, that reminds me. <laughs> that's That reminds me of uh, something that, so every, every com- again, every company is different. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. So Woodford, the way we're doing it right now, uh normally before you know covid and everything we're dealing with now mm-hmm. we would be able to go down and do the sampling at at Woodford at, at Woodford yeah so now what we're doing is we're doing the you know the flavor profile samples um mm-hmm. and when the sample or when our decision goes down there when i tell you that the you know their master samplers and master tasters and chris morris the master distiller and elizabeth the uh, assistant master distiller have a palette that is unmatched i, I mean I'm, not exaggerating. So when we say this is the profile we want, they will send that up. That's what they do for a living. Um, so that's how Woodford does it: is they match the profile that we decided on tonight. Okay. So and
0: um, and the, the way Woodford does it is basically they send three different three different profiles. profiles. Yep. So they're gonna and you they're gonna sample a, They different... find a barrel that matches the yep. profile. Yep.
3: So they're gonna sample barrels and they're gonna find three distinctly different ones. Send samples. They're gonna pull samples out of those barrels, and then send those. Um, Jack Daniels, what they do is um, we don't, I haven't done a sample with them since COVID. They mm-hmm. haven't sent samples like this. Mm-hmm. Um, with Jack Daniels, when we go down is you actually, they pull barrels. We meet in a room with the barrels, and then you sample the barrels. Uh, and Kurt and I have done that um, a time or two. I know the last one we did, uh, um, I think it was Kendra and I Kendra went down went, yep. and picked it out. But um and you, and you actually get to sip the barrel that it comes out of. Yeah. Mm. Um so that's how that works. I wish that I could say that, you know, I'll tell you how we picked the barrels because I got to go and pick out which ones we were tasting. But mm. unfortunately, I'm just the messenger. So You're just the messenger this time around. <laughs> I just I just All get right. to sample it with you guys and, mm. and enjoy the, the ride, basically.
0: Well <laughs> let me ask you let me ask you this. Um obviously, you know, Let's keep the discussion around Woodford, which is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Woodford wants to sell Woodford. Yeah. Right? And you know, if if what is the rationale for offering some Woodford variant? I mean, why wouldn't you just wanna sell more Woodford instead of having a, a single mm-hmm. barrel? What is what's the rationale but uh for offering something that yeah, is part of it but not the whole thing if if that makes any sense does that make sense to you
3: yeah no i i understand where you're coming from because i've had the question a few times but i'm sure the question if i'm understanding it is you know why you know what's the benefit of selling a personal barrel instead of just regular woodford when they're the same thing kind of similar or
0: or you know no one's going to be able to go out and get the single barrel at the store correct so what's the benefit of having something special just just a bar that's never going to last yeah so that's that's the that's
3: the beauty of single barrels Mm -hmm. that's the beauty of single barrels is um you know and when when you have a single barrel a lot of times it'll say your barrel number so if you find one they're all so different Mm. every once in a while you'll find a single barrel that it just hits different Mm -hmm. and it's like man that is just exactly what i look for in a whiskey or in a bourbon. Um, and it drives you to go and get that before it's gone. Right. You know, so Woodford, you know, you can buy it at your, at your liquor store. It's absolutely delicious. And and what we picked tonight is Woodford. Mm-hmm. But it's a, you know, it's not the same Woodford. I mean, it's got, it's Woodford, but it has its own characteristics. Correct. It stands correct on its own compared to Woodford. So if you do enjoy it, you know that that's you know that's your place to go to get it is mm-hmm. is the 724 lounge and you know the the awesome part on the other end is being able to promote it as your own you know <laughs> right. it's it's your baby you guys you know you guys were the ones that picked this out so you know when this barrel shows up you guys can go to the lounge and and really know that you guys were the ones that picked this barrel that's why that barrel is here and you're going to have 190 180 190 bottles of it and when it's gone it's gone <laughs> You know, and then then you gotta find another one. <laughs> um, we'll have you back. <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we can do we can do other brands. You know, and I had mentioned uh, Jack Daniels before, and the reason being is you know not steering away from Woodford, but Woodford and Jack are under the same parent company, Brown Foreman. Sure. Um, yeah. which also is another thing that makes them stand out on their own is uh, Brown Foreman products companies. Woodford Reserve and Jack Daniels, they're the only ones that um, are producing their own uh, distillate and also their own barrels. Mm. Brown Foreman owns its own cooperages, so mm. they're they're in control of their barrels. Any other company has to go to, a, a you know, a second party and say, you know, we'll take 10,000 number four char barrels. Right. Um, but Brown Foreman has the control of, you know, Controlling the toast for the second barrel of the double up. Wow, that's really so. Cool. That's very unique and something that not a lot of others, or really no others, can can say that they have.
0: Mm. Now you had said earlier in the show that Woodford has a really long history.
3: Yeah, um, yeah, one of a, the longest.
0: W- you want to give a little summary of that? Mm-hmm. Are you able? To I, do can that? Try, I can try. I can try. Yeah,
3: words? I haven't brushed up on my history in a while, but um, basically, uh, the the distillery. Has a long history. The distillery uh, was established, I believe, in 1812 um, by Elijah Pepper. Um, he ran it for a short time, and then he passed and handed it down to his son, Oscar Pepper. Oscar uh, ran it for a while, I believe, until uh, I don't know the exact date. 18 the six, 1860s, 65ish. Mm-hmm. um he passed and left it to his son um and then the family had sold it off to uh Lebro and Graham so Lebro and Graham um then ran it from like the i think it was 65 or 67 1865 1867 and then ran it until about uh 1940ish okay um the, it obviously was shut down during prohibition right um there were a handful of uh, distilleries producing during prohibition um, brown foreman actually old forster uh, was one of six distilleries that was able to produce and sell uh, bourbon during prohibition uh, we can chat about that later if you'd like but after um, 1941 lebron graham shut it down or th- and then sold it to brown foreman Brown Foreman then sold it to a local farmer, the land and all the acreage. Um, and then early 1990s-ish, they bought it back, renovated the distillery, and then brought on a man named Lincoln Henderson. Lincoln Henderson. And then he is the one that was the founder, you know, creator behind the Woodford Reserve name. Um, ran it for a while and retired from Brown Foreman after about 40 years. Um and our current master distiller is is uh Chris Morris. So uh but Lincoln Henderson, who's you know, started Woodford up in nineteen ninety-six, mm-hmm. he also was the creator of um Gentleman Jack. Okay, yep. Um so you have that as well on behind his name.
0: Very cool. Mm.
3: Um
0: how did you end oh, up how did you end up working with, with Horizon Beverage?
3: You've been with them for what? You said seven years? Seven years. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So prior to my career with Horizon, I uh, I managed uh, a few different restaurants, bars, restaurants uh, in the southern New Hampshire area over about a six year span. Mm -hmm. Um, And I at every place I was at, I was always big with uh, fundraisers and things like that to Mm -hmm. help out. People in need whoever whatever the the topic of the time was and horizon was always a company that was behind us and behind The fundraisers that I was trying to promote um, And then one day I was talking to my current supervisor now my current boss Josh and He said, you know if the position ever opens up, you know, would you be interested? And I said, yeah, absolutely you know, I in my mind I always was gonna open and, and run my own bar that's what i did for forever and uh nothing came about it and then about a year later he said hey we got a position opened up as the the brown foreman ambassador um so you'll be you know he said you'll be the jack daniels guy Mm. And i was like yeah absolutely so i interviewed i think three times over like four months (laughs) and i was like i'm like i'm just gonna bartend this is like a waste of time and then one day he calls and you got the gig and uh I said sweet so then you know what's next and I'll never forget it he says well come in come in on Tuesday for your, your initiation first day and I get there and the office is closed and it's the office Christmas party and so I walk into this big meeting room and there's probably like 40 people at this big giant round circle table all doing a Yankee swap and I don't know us I know two people and they're at the other side of the room and the only open seat was way over here and uh and i'm like this this mother he invited me (laughs) here, didn't tell me it was yankee so i didn't bring a gift i don't know anybody and i'm sitting here like (laughs) the new guy it was the most awkward day of my life but uh i'm so glad i made the decision because it is uh you know it's a dream job i mean Mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a job that i get to have fun I get to just hang out and chat with people and and sip on good spirits and, you know, and just talk about booze and hopefully help educate people on uh, the differences between them.
0: Mm. Um, What's been the biggest challenge for you over the last year or two with all this COVID stuff going on?
3: Um, That's a really good question. That's a tough question. Um, Man. So what I do, my position is I only deal with restaurants, bars, and restaurants. Anybody that okay. holds an on-premise license. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the first like four months when COVID hit, none of us really knew what to expect because it's like <laughs> our livelihood is shut down. Right. You know, we we only do restaurants and restaurants are closed. So everybody that owns a restaurant, r- works in a restaurant. You know, we were r- right there with you, going, you know, what's next? Because we don't, we're not working. You're not working. Every, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was tough, you know. We still had our goals to hit. Luckily, I think I think that our company was the only one that didn't lay off anybody. Mm. Um, you know, they kept us on. They put us through different trainings and different levels of certifications and things like that while we were home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the hardest thing that I ended up dealing with and I didn't realize it until recently because it's still going on now is uh is watching all the people that I've grown to have really close relationships with struggle with their livelihood like the businesses are going out of business um, from just consumers not coming out mm. or you know staffing issues people not coming back to work and and watching them kind of call me and say hey you know we got to make some changes I, I can't afford to do what we're doing now mm. we got to change some things up mm. you know so watching watching other people struggle was was the difficult part I yeah. think Um, and kind of, that's kind of what I spent the last year doing was trying to find ways that we could, you know, continue to put quality products into restaurants. Um, but maintain, I did a lot of, uh, helping manage liquor costs and things like that. And that, luckily I had that, that restaurant background Mm. to, to understand the costs of, of Mm. goods and how to maintain the, you know, your liquor costs and your wine costs. And even a lot of places I help with their food costs and kind of help bring that down for them. But But I mean, we've all had a tough year, but yeah, we're getting over it. Hopefully, hopefully we're Let's on the hope up. So. so,
0: um, is Woodford coming out with anything new?
3: Can you say? Um, so they just released that uh, the Woodford Batch Proof that we had touched on briefly. Yep. yep okay. Um, I don't think I finished talking about that, but that is basically uh, instead of being a barrel proof, meaning like a single barrel coming out barrel proof this is just batch proof so you're getting multiple (coughs) barrels that they're not diluting down to Mm 90.4 they're batching it and they're releasing it at whatever the proof is that comes out of the batch so if you have you know for easy mathematical terms if you have you know 10 um, just call it uh, 200 proof barrels and then 10 hundred proof barrels the batch proof is going to come out at 150 proof as the batch you know what i'm saying that high well i'm not saying the one <laughs> i'm just using easy <laughs> easy mathematical numbers yeah, yeah. so the batch proof that came out that came to new hampshire is at uh i believe it's 28.4 proof um 128 I mean uh one, 128.4 yeah, yeah. yeah see i'm not good with math <laughs> Get talking about numbers. Huh. Um, but yeah, so basically they do the big batch and then whatever the, the alcohol content is that comes out of the batch. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna basically be an average of every barrel put in.
1: That's, that's a pretty uh, hefty number.
3: Yeah. So and and like I said, we got four cases of it, um, to New Hampshire. And I I think Kurt bought I don't know if he bought uh, two bottles or if he bought a case, but I know for a fact that he got some of it um and it sold out of stock within I think Probably four or five hours in the state, it's already gone. Wow. So that's that's brand new. That's that's one to look for and try. It's definitely going to be that kind of that heat that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. It's definitely going to be hot. That's going to be a a good one to have on uh on some ice, unless you're a real whiskey drinker and you I, like I, to burn the top of your mouth.
1: I, I do love my uh, whiskey, no matter what proof. Neat. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah. Neat. Sam. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind. I, and, and we've we've done this before on the show where we've had to. Uh, add a few drops of water or Mm. in some extreme cases, put a little bit of an ice cube in there just to be able to allow it to pair with a cigar or tobacco we're having. Mm -hmm. But in general, um, for me personally, Mm. I love my whiskey neat.
3: Yeah. So for me, I like, (coughs) it all depends on where I am and what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm at dinner with family and, you know, we're going to be there for a couple hours, I'll, I'll usually do a, something on the rocks, and then if I really want it to last, you know, because I tend to drink mine quickly. I love the flavor of it, so mm-hmm. I I tend to drink it a little bit quicker than some people. So I'll throw <laughs> maybe like a splash of water or splash of soda water in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. Mine's, mine's gone too. Um,
5: I beat you too, Paul. Yeah. Um, I'm just well,
3: we got more if you guys want to dabble a little bit more. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, so if I want it, want it to last... Um, You know, I do it on some ice and then throw maybe a splash of water, a splash of soda in it. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if we're, you know, sometimes my wife and I will go out to a really nice dinner. Maybe I'll do a Manhattan with something. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't really do cocktails, so a Manhattan um, is pretty much the extent of of my cocktail world. Um, I used to always be a cocktail guy, you know, mixed drinks and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But after dealing with the products for so long and – you train your palate gets trained to like them, you know, much like cigars. I'm assuming. Sure. Um, and then, you know, you find your own ways to drink them. Um, just like black then, coffee, right, Dave? Yes, sir. Yeah, you gotta train yourself for that for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, it just it takes a little bit of time. But now I just, even knowing the history behind some of the brands, you know, knowing the history helps you. Understand the flavor and where it's all coming from mm-hmm. as well. Even the history of just bourbon in general, um, depending on what you're talking about, tequila is the same. Yep. You know.
0: Let me ask you another question. So, we've picked B. Yep. How long does it take for a barrel once it's been picked oh. to show up?
3: I hate this question because I always. <laughs> look, Where's our uh, barrel? Yeah, I always I always look like a liar when I when I answer this question. Um <laughs> So normally it would be um eight to twelve weeks was what the going standard was years ago. Mm-hmm. Since COVID and and you know everything has slowed down, you know, the trucking industry, yes. everything. Yep. Um Yeah, go ahead, my friend. Um now I I hate to say it, but I'm gonna say probably four to five months. Um it could be it could be you know, within that eight to twelve weeks, mm-hmm. could be six. I, but I'm gonna, I'm so gonna stand behind four to five. The, uh, so what are we at? we yeah, obviously yeah, beginning of the year, so January. F- I'd say, well, end so of April of or early May ish, middle of May. I would, I would like to see it. Okay. Here, um, you know, normally, uh, we would have done this, two or three months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sorry about that. Um. You know, back to the story when Kendra called me a couple weeks or a couple months ago and asked me f- for the product. We, <laughs> we had none of us had realized how fast that they were going through it, so um, we kind of dropped the ball on that one. But we do have the other barrels, and we actually just recently, probably two months ago or so, we picked a, we selected a new High West barrel. Okay. Yep. Um, and this one, did you have you guys ever tried the? high west barrel that was at twins yes so that was <laughs> yeah. that was something yes. special that was yeah. that was actually one of my one of my favorites um that was there at the time uh the new one we just picked out is just as good it's a it's a high west american prairie bourbon that's finished in a, a copper and kings brandy barrel yeah. um and it is extremely good i'm excited for that one to show up
0: now that you mention it, so am I, <laughs> I love High West.
3: High West that, is, is that a that brings up a great
0: brand. question. There, what other what other obviously you represent Woodford? Mm-hmm. What other things does uh, Horizon represent?
3: So we do um, we do a lot of brands. We we have a lot of wine. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot. You know, we have a really great spirit portfolio. Um, so for spirits, we obviously do Woodford Reserve. We do Jack Daniels, um, all the Brown Forman products. So Old Forester. Uh Heridura tequila, which is another barrel, uh, mm-hmm. part of the barrel program over at 724 Lounge. Um El Himador Tequila is another part of that portfolio. We have all of the uh Deep Eddy vodkas, we have Stoli vodka, um, you know, the High West. Um a lot of a lot of brands, but we we have a lot more wines than we do spirits. We have mm-hmm. a lot of we have a, a really, really nice wine portfolio. So if you guys are ever um well
0: it's that's an interesting looking to point. try a we've, glass of wine we've we've done that a couple of times on the show and i don't think we do it enough I, yeah I, I would love to do yeah. another wine yeah. pairing yeah, yeah. We, 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 it's been about a year and
1: a half yeah. or so since we've done a wine yep. yeah yeah the
3: wine was one of those red, wine was one of those things where i never drank it before um my career here with horizon beverage mm. because i i remember the first time i had red wine and i was drinking it and i'm like why why am i drinking something that makes my mouth drier it, it didn't make sense to me and i was like it's just not pleasant um then you learn a little bit about it and you try some different wines and you try them at different times and maybe try them with some certain foods and it's like it makes all the sense in the world mm. that certain wines at certain times with certain things are just certain next level at certain times yeah <laughs> next level so very um, true but, Yeah, we have we have a lot of wines. So a lot of domestic wines, a lot of Italian wines. Um but yeah, so a bunch of different stuff. So sure. yeah. may I ask you a question?
5: Yeah. What, so you said you were kind of a novice cigar smoker. Mm-hmm. What got you into cigars?
3: Uh Kurt. Yeah, <laughs> I figured that was going to be one. Yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. You know, it so I always uh, I s- smoked a cigar every once in a while on a certain, you know, if some if there was an occasion and somebody had gotten cigars, I'd have one. Um but I had never really known how to, you know, cut a cigar, light a cigar properly. Um, not that I'm the best at it now. Uh, but, you know, for the past seven plus years, I've been going into twins and, and talking with Kurt and we've grown a relationship over the years. And so every once in a while, while we're sitting there trying something new, I'll always, you know, have him pick me out a cigar because mm-hmm. that's one of the things you know, that that's how much of a novice I am is I look at the rack of cigars and I don't know the differences, you know, a lot of Which people is, have
0: that deer in the headlights. Look when they come into twins. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that do that with bourbons. They're like, mm-hmm. well, what is the difference? Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, if you don't, you know, if you're not educated on it and somebody doesn't, you don't have those conversations and learn about it, then you just don't know. Um, so I like to, when I go in and I have one, I like to tell her, you know, pick me out something nice that I haven't had before, you know, and, and he'll say, you know, you want something light, something medium, you know, and uh and so that's how I go about that. Can you, you know, name your favorite cigar? I couldn't, to be no. honest with you, no. no. What would you think of this one? This one was really nice. It was light, nice. E- I mean, not. I hate to say light, but it was easy to smoke. Easy to smoke. Easy yeah. to smoke. I think very that's easy something that Kurt really goes for. It. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yep. yeah, and that's that's what I look for. It's something that I look for it in everything, in, in, in bourbons as well. It's something that's mm. easy and enjoyable to drink. Mm. I've had cigars where it's like, just the flavor's overbearing the it's harder to smoke like yeah I feel like sometimes I have to like really pull on it to like actually get some smoke out of it um and maybe the flavors just overbearing or it burns hot um but so that's ha- that's how I judge it is you know it's it's enjoyable the flavors you know potent but subtle and it smokes really really easy and I don't have to light it over and over and over again
5: and then another question I have is dealing with different, like, restaurants and bars, what is a – like, what are some unique characteristics that you see within, like, a Seagal Lounge opposed to a restaurant or et cetera?
3: Um, like, what makes them stand out different from –
5: Yeah, like, what are the different, I guess, um tendencies or demands? Well,
3: well the the main difference is – It's really judging the demographic in the area, because it's, it's weird in the in the spirits world, um, especially in the wine world. One one city will the demographic steers towards something completely different than the next town over. Um, but, you know, with like a cigar lounge. We have to keep in mind, like there's no food being served, mm-hmm. you know, so it's primarily like the food that we usually deal with in in restaurants and you know, products that we put in certain restaurants more so with wine. You kind of steer towards the style of food that they have mm-hmm. and things like that. Sure. With the cigar lounge, it's, there's no food. You know, people right. are you know, they're they're smoking cigars and they're and they're drinking. So you don't <laughs> see a lot of like flavored rums and you don't you know I wouldn't bring a lot of um, you know like coconut rums and things like that to those places. We try to I would try to steer it more towards bourbon um tequilas darker more potent bigger bodied wines things like that um but they're a lot more laid back too Mm. so people are it's nice because in the cigar lounges people are more apt to try new things restaurants they go out and they want to try what they what they're comfortable with they want to order what they're comfortable with sure um Mm -hmm. cocktail Mm -hmm. menus help with people trying new things but um especially at at the lounge um you know People try a lot of new things, and they're every time we bring in a new barrel, it's like a surge. everybody wants to try it and they're down to try something new, and they're really really open-minded so that's kind of what I see the big difference is it's consumer base is really open-minded
1: So I have a question for you, and it kind of goes in uh, tandem to what we talked about with what's happened <laughs> with the seven twenty four lounge in Woodford last year, the fact that we pretty much Reached our capacity yeah. for the barrels, yeah. Barrels, <laughs> demolished, which, which the barrel. demolished the yeah. barrels. So yeah, yeah. and again, that kind of shows you what kind of year we had. Yeah,
3: and especially after. I don't mean to interrupt, but I mean that's something to, you know, be extremely proud of. Especially the year we had. I mean, it wasn't 2020, but it was 2021. Correct. I mean, we weren't, we still aren't out of the debacle that we're in. And it just showed like a lot of restaurants, a lot of people still aren't going out. A lot of the on premises still slow, and you guys. Killed it. I mean, crushed that barrel, I think, faster than anybody else.
5: Well, that- let's say to that point briefly, the one unique thing that we do at the lounge is on 724, we mock down our house barrels. Yeah, it's so yeah. unique. It's so yeah. cool. And my experience with the bar because I was still fairly new when the new Woodford came in is that it was like the 724 was like the gateway drug into woodford (laughs) it's the marijuana yeah Yeah, yeah. everyone wanted to try the new barrel for 724 and then from Mm -hmm. there you started seeing those regulars get the woodford reserve barrel beyond 724 like it was a constant purchase from people and yeah so I, i just think that thing that we do on 724 is kind of a nice unique way of people trying yeah. these spirits and then mm-hmm. getting them on something yeah. that they like so yeah
3: and another another really cool thing and i know you were trying to say something i don't mean to interrupt well it's um, okay he
1: already interrupted so good yeah good so continue. i'm not interrupting <laughs> you, <I'm just> taking <laughs> over you up question. Paul? Uh,
3: so i actually i stopped into the 724 lounge last week and i was talking with kurt um for a little bit and it, i think it was like Noon it was really early in the day. He just opened the bar mm-hmm. um, and he was actually Manning the bar. Yep, so I was like I got to come and see this <laughs> so I stopped in and uh, He's like it, he looked at me and said, you know, it's crazy. It's, you know, it's it's twelve twenty, twelve fifteen, and he's like I got four people in here already drinking tequila in <laughs> um, and a, and a year ago Or probably more than a year ago. I mean, lose track of time, but a couple years ago when we went down, I think, and bought the Heredura barrel. So that was probably two or two years ago, maybe two or three years ago. Mm -hmm. He, we had a conversation at the lounge and he's like, you know, I, I want to, cause he enjoys tequila, much like myself and and a lot of us. He
2: does. He said,
3: I want to grow my tequila like I have with the whiskeys. You know, I think I really have the clientele here and I think people would enjoy it and I want to offer really, really nice tequila. Mm. Um, and I said, you, dude, if anybody can do it, you can do it. So he started working on it and it has a great selection. Mm-hmm. And the other day, it all came full circle to me when he said that. He's like, you know what? I don't even think I brought it up to him at the time. But he's like, it's crazy. Because he doesn't bartend behind the bar. He's right. just helping out, filling in. And he's like, there's like four people drinking tequila at noon. And I think it was, I think it was like Christmas Eve, Eve, or it was Christmas mm-hmm. Eve or something like that. And, uh i was like yeah that's that's pretty cool i didn't think of it until a couple of days later i'm like wow he really did turn it around he built a tequila clientele you know he has people made are a drinking big drinking tequila following yeah 100 yeah. Yeah. yeah but that's the thing is tequila is growing like bourbon right now is you know you drink a quality tequila it drinks like a whiskey or a bourbon um you just have to drink quality tequila mm-hmm. and have,
0: i never thought i think paul's been discovering <laughs> the difference th- th- between the tequila of college. And quality tequila. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, we, I, I we've still, all. I
1: still don't tippy toe back into the qu- Jose Cuervo world. Yeah, at we, all. we've all it's woken up be... in
3: the morning and yeah. said, Where's my pants and who are you? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I go we don't drink those tequilas <laughs> anymore. Worse than that. Yeah,
5: I honestly never pictured myself sipping on tequila until I started working at Twins. So mm-hmm. he's done a good job yeah. with that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. What, it's what, a fantastic spirit.
1: What, what I was uh, getting to uh, earlier was, you know, we've ha- obviously had a really good year. The cigar industry in general had a fantastic year. Mm-hmm. And uh, you might have already answered it because uh, my question was, if if we have seen, you know, really good turnout this year, twenty twenty one, certainly a far better a uh, year mm. for us than 2020 was. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I know other people have felt the same thing. There's been uh, just a surge of people wanting to do things this year that they couldn't do last year. H- and and maybe from a Horizon beverage perspective, have you seen really good numbers? You mentioned that the restaurants were still struggling, people weren't going out. Maybe, yeah. maybe you can kind of shed a little bit of light on what the rest of the uh, restaurant bar world has seen.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, seem like negative about it but Mm -hmm. certain you know there's a handful of restaurants that are you know struggling and i think the main struggle that a lot of the restaurants are dealing with now is help The only you know finding finding servers and and, you know kitchen help dishwashers and Mm -hmm. busters and hostesses you know there it's it it, it's mind-boggling the amount of places that i go into and then i you know we're only open three days a week now because we don't have enough help to we don't have enough staff um but the consumer side of it has definitely grown since the previous year you know 2020 obviously um the first half of the year restaurants were shut down and then when they opened up it you know we had a little bit of a surge when people came in and it was the outside dining and then that kind of like leveled off now i mean it's not like there's a lot of people that don't want to go out it's the people that want to go out, when they try to go out, the places they want to go to aren't open anymore because there's no help. Yeah. You know? So, it's like we want to be open, but we can't be open because we can't hire staff. Yeah. And when we hire staff, um, you know, somebody else offers them more money. You know? And that's the thing that's happening right now is a lot of places <clears throat> you can't get quality staff from just putting an ad on Craigslist or, you right. know, somewhere saying we're hiring. So then now restaurants are poaching other restaurants, saying, you know, you know, say you need a line chef, line cook, you know, y- your restaurant, you're, is paying you fourteen bucks an hour. We're gonna pay you seventeen, or you're getting paid seventeen. We'll give you nineteen, and then they're just jumping ship and you yeah. know following the money. Yep. Which I mean, yeah, at the end of the, the, end of the day, yeah. you're going to work to make money. So yeah, um, right, right. it's just a, you know, it's the whole industry, the whole workforce industry in general. It's not just restaurants. I know. You know, that, no. that goes back to. How long until we get the product i mean the trucking industry is another big one yeah you know they're yep. down as well so it's just we're trying to get through that mm-hmm. um but yeah. the restaurant industry is the the main one that i see on the everyday basis so it's hopefully we're continuing to get a little bit better
1: yeah mm. yeah so. let's hope so that 2022 is significantly better for the restaurant industry at least. well hey we're starting yeah. the year
3: out yeah. you know Drinking some whiskeys and, oh, and yeah. having a conversation with a cigar, so it's a it's a pretty good start. start, huh? I'm not complaining. I'm not either. <laughs> I'm not complaining. Well, nope. until uh-huh. I get home and my wife smells all this bourbon and cigar, <laughs> <laughs> then I might complain a little bit. I'm gonna call you guys up and be like, "This is your fault."
0: Um, what's the final verdict here on the uh, oh. pipe tobacco, Paul?
1: Mm. Well, I'll tell you. Um, as I got into the tobacco, along with the uh, Woodford Double Oak, mm-hmm. um, it smoothed a lot of the flavors out for me. It still has that nice woody, leather, uh, cedar, uh, slight floral, and mm-hmm. and uh, the, the uh, fruit. Uh, sorry, the mm-hmm. deep fruit flavors, but it really smoothed out a lot of it tremendously. Which mm-hmm. is
0: saying something, because this is smooth on its own.
1: Correct. Yeah, it means a lot of complexity, but it it just kind of melded and and just kind of became almost like uh, just a nice, really smooth, Mm. flavorful tobacco. Mm. Um, And uh, and in the beginning, it was a little bit more of a, I don't want to use the word uh, harsh, but just a little bit more of a lot of more pop notes were were coming out. And now it's all been kind of melded together, so I think it's, and with the the double oak, what a fantastic pairing it was. Mm. Yeah, really, really good. Great pairing. Thanks for bringing this. I'm I'm
5: glad that you guys, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Yep.
0: You know, Pat, what about you?
5: So that was the best pipe tobacco I've had. Period. It was. um, Told you. So I'm a huge (laughs) Latakia fan, and I think that maybe because there's no toppings in it, but that was the best blend of Latakia I've had. Period. And it it had a nice smoky note that I look for. That's why Mississippi River was Mm -hmm. before this my favorite. And it had just, like, nice, like, married blend of, like, there was a sourdough flavor. There was a nice, like, um, stone fruit sweetness. It had a nice little leather, earthy note to it. And then that, that smoky leather that I look for in mm-hmm. Latakia blends yep. was just there. And it was blended so well. And, like, I mean, I, I went through my bowl already. And it was, <laughs> hands down, that was the best pipe tobacco I've had. And then the, um. You're Woodford... welcome. <laughs> And the drink definitely enhanced it. I think that that woody note that was in it was brought out more through the finish. Mm-hmm. And Woodford Double Oak in general has been a big fan of mine, and mm-hmm. it's—I've been a big fan of it rather. I was gonna say, <laughs> but, yeah. Woodford's a fan. Right? Yeah. Nice. Like I've been a big fan of it. Um, and it's it, actually it's just... nice
1: to see you actually finish a drink and go for a second.
3: You know what would it... make him finish it even better? <laughs> <a second? laughs> <laughs> I bet if we put a couple large balls in that glass. <laughs> 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 <a straw. laughs>
5: Screw you. (laughs) (laughs) Guess who's not getting invited back? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got the soundboard going, too. Nice.
4: (laughs) I had (laughs) to do at least one, you know?
5: Yeah, yeah, that was phenomenal. Dave? Yeah, it's,
4: well, it's phenomenal. Penzance is the Opus X of the pipe world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's so complex, so smooth, and, uh, the double oak just brought it to another level for me. It was awesome.
0: Awesome. Yeah, it was it was incredible pairing. It's too bad you don't have a pipe.
3: Hey, well, maybe you guys will, uh, if if I didn't offend Pat too bad, maybe you'll have me back. And... Oh, we'll definitely have <laughs> you back. We'll have we to have to get me. rid of him for a night. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce me have into somebody, the pipe world.
0: Have somebody on who can smile, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I would. I, oh, been... oh, I smile. I smile. Oh, what are you talking about? Uh, uh, but we, we, you know, I, I really would. I, this one's completely counter to everything we've done tonight. But I would love to do a wine.
1: Yes,
3: yes, yeah. Of yeah. I would no, love we to, do need to do a wine. Yes. I, I, I think, think doing an do a wine. a nice aged tequila would be a fun one too. An aged well, tequila would be great yeah. too. Yes. I
0: know Kurt would appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you guys, you know, High High West, I'd love to come. Back. I will always be around. Oh for yeah, High West. definitely do have back, Yeah.
3: Maybe we do a maybe we do a barrel release podcast when the new barrel comes in. We all sit down and see. Uh-huh. You heard it here first, Kurt.
1: There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: Barrel release
0: right here. It's already the in the, the books. Podcast. Yeah. Look at that.
3: First that. sampling when the new barrel comes in. That
0: would be fantastic. We'd yeah. love to, we'd love to do that. We'd love to have you back.
3: On yeah, the show. absolutely.
0: Um, next week on the podcast, we're going to be talking about our picks for the top cigar and top tobacco of 2021. Um, you're not going to want to miss it. I'm going to keep it totally secret, so you have to come back and watch to find out what it is. But it's going to be a great time. Um, Tyler, thank you so much hey, for man. being with us tonight. Thank Night you for was. having awesome me. Great. Thank you so Appreciate much. Appreciate it. So, generous bringing the bringing the second bottle here. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a, an excellent treat. <clears throat> well, yep. hey, I'll,
3: I'll leave the bottle. You guys can sip on it maybe next week or something. Oh, God. That would be While fantastic. Yeah, my fantastic, gift to you guys. Thank, oh, thanks, thanks so you. much, buddy. I'll make Kurt pay for it next time. Shh. <laughs> 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 oh wait he's watching <laughs> hey edit that part
4: out <laughs>
0: alright guys thanks for watching I hope you had fun we certainly did we'll see you next week and that's not just blowing smoke you've been listening to not just blowing smoke the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge expertise and fun of twins smoke shop New England's premier smoke shop right to you wherever you are whenever you want it you can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at NotJustBlowingSmoke. Thanks for listening, everybody. And that is Not Just Blowing Smoke.
1: Rolling with the top down, on a fast cigar.